Tim called and wanted to know if I had the word this morning and how I was doing in God. It's good to know that you got a pastor, a head shepherd, who is really that concerned, even when he's in Canada, wants to know if Don's got the word or does he have to pray more. <laughs> but I want to start out this morning by talking about the joy that I received last week during the time of baptism. When the kids up there were being baptized, that was fantastic, but the joy, the expression that you had on your faces was worth a thousand words. I could see the excitement that you had. And you know what it was saying? That we here in this church, there's a growth that's taking place because it came out in your smiles and your excitement of what happened up there. And I wish I had a camera to take a picture of you so I could flash it up there so you could see how you looked in the presence of God. It was great. So I want to compliment you for that. I think God is very well pleased with that. God enjoys that when we come together and he sees that spirit in his people. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to um, share with you, let me tell you, I want to share with you a lot, kind of what's been shared already this morning. Matter of fact, if we just took that and went home and chewed on it, we'd be a mighty blessed people, wouldn't we? Isn't that right? But you know what's so exciting for me is that what God's been already putting in my heart uh, the last three, four days, because I don't have share a lot up here, and when I share, I've got to work at it. I've got to wait on God two or three days, and so for me to bring it across in 45 minutes here, and for you to get what I got and be blessed like I got, that means I'll need your attention. <laughs> so we, uh, so I, I really need, like to have your attention and, and be with me in it, because that's what I believe God wants me to share today, and that already part of what's been shared but that we reap something from it, okay? And that's important, what we do tomorrow morning. It's fantastic here, but what we do tomorrow morning is going to be tell how much I've listened and how much I've been trained by God himself and how I respond. And this last week, last Sunday, I think it was, DK Christie came to me and she shared something that was on her heart. And I could see that God has given her revelation and really touched her in a way that... I knew it was from God. And I'd like her to come up here and just give a little bit, take a couple of minutes and give her testimony of what God has spoken to her about how we ought to respond as a people. You want to come up here, Dean? I'm uh, surprised he actually had me come up because everything that I was going to share... God already brought out. Um, God's just really been working. If I can get He likes to humble me like this. Because <laughs> um, I don't really like to cry in front of people. So he makes me do this sometimes. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, anyway, God's really just really been revealing some things to me about responding to him um, and a lot of that was already brought out just how it's really just an act of obedience and that 
even if I don't feel like it, if there's a prophetic word that comes out, and God, I mean, some of, several of them that came out today were very response-oriented, you know, where he speaks to us, and then we need to respond. And if we don't respond, then we stay where we are and we never grow. And then the next time he speaks to us, we become numb spiritually. We really start to just become numb to where we don't even hear it anymore. And sometimes it can even get to the extreme of whoever is speaking the prophetic word, it's so easy to just write off and say, well, that's just, that's just John, you know, he's an elder, that's what's on his heart, and you know, it's not necessarily God. But in all reality, it is God. Our relationship with God is an intimate relationship, and we are privileged that he speaks to us and speaks through us and uses us. Um, I've been reading some things from that Oswald Chambers wrote, and a lot of them had to do with obeying God in the simple things. And I don't want to take up a whole lot of time. I really could go off right now, but I'm just going to kind of hold it. Um, about how when we don't step out in that little act of obedience, we then don't step out in obedience at all, that it can be something very critical in our lives. When a prophetic word comes, we really need to acknowledge that's God, and he's speaking to us, and we need to act on that, and we need to not hold back. Um, some The word that came about the chains and how we're chained up, and after that it was said that we needed to basically respond to that word and that those chains would fall off. Well, what God is saying is that he's going to come and meet us, but we've got to step out. Those chains will fall off, but they're not going to fall off if we just stand there and don't do anything about it. We're supposed to be doers of the word. James, it says, you know, not only hear the word, but do it. If you just hear it, you're deceiving yourself. It's all, it's all an act of we need to act out too. I mean, God can just like lavish everything on us and and be in control of our will, and then we would all just be robots, and it would be really easy. But our whole walk with God is a series of responding. It's us responding to God, and then God responding back to us, and then us responding to God, and God responding us, to us again. It's, it's a system of seeking and finding. If we seek God, we will find God. And then when we do, we need to seek him for something else. We need to keep seeking and pressing on. Um, I don't know if that's kind of pretty much what... Thank you. You can see, by the way, she shared that. There was revelation, conviction in the heart. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. In um, preparing for this, for this morning, I asked about five people. When you pray, what do you pray for? Some of them said they pray for their family. Some pray for the things at work. Some pray for their education. Some pray for their mate. And I asked, how much time do you spend praying for yourself? Oh, well, I don't just think of myself. Let me read you a story.
An old missionary, before he left this country, had been involved in a man that accepted the Lord. And after returning to the home, to the home of the convert of the Indian that got saved, the missionary asked him how he was doing. Old Joel said, well, it seems I have a black dog and a white dog in sight of me, and they're always fighting. The missionary asked him, which one wins? And Joe said, the one I feed the most. Our daily fellowship with God is determined by what nature we feed the most. And confessing our sins is the essential part of fellowship. And even some of the things is this morning, what God has already shared. Am I a man or woman? that I am under conviction that I need to be fed by God so that my new nature is strong because there is battle. Isn't that right? Can you identify with that? Let's look at some of the promises that what Jesus said, okay? In 1 John 2.27, And as for you, the anointing you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. You can see by this scripture over here that those that are born again, that God has planted a spirit within us, and there will be a teaching that it's going to happen, that God himself will be able to teach you. Okay, isn't that right? Isn't that what the scripture says? Okay, so that means I don't have to look just to John on Sunday morning, or Don or Tim, just to teach me. That means that God himself will be able to teach me. Isn't that correct? Everybody can say amen to that? Amen, amen. okay? That's a promise that he said. Okay, and I, if he said it, I can believe it, and I can what? Expect things to happen. Okay? Let's look at another scripture. Psalm 119. Verse 9. How can... If you don't turn there, if you can't find it, you can just listen to me, okay? How can a young man keep his way pure? 
by keeping it according to thy word. With all my heart, I have sought thee. Do not let me wander from thy commandments. Thy word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Okay? Now, what, it's, what is it saying here? Is that if I know God's word, I am not going to have a desire to sin against him, right? Isn't that a promise, what it says here? That's very, not very complicated. That if I treasure it in my heart, I will not sin against God. And if I am not sinning against God, will I want to sin against my brother who God is in? Okay? Isn't that a promise? Okay. Let's look at John 14, verse 23. Gospel of John. John 14, 23. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. I've had people say, I love Jesus. Jesus loved me. I know Jesus loves me, which is true. But I find it's very difficult for them to keep his word. I have found at times in my own life, it's been difficult to keep his word. And I'll share with what I have to do later on. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we'll come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine. Need a battery, need a charge. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to your remembrance all that I said to you. What God is saying here that it is a difficult situation in this world. And that's why I will send the Holy Spirit to teach you to understand what the Word says to bring you into freedom so that I can live life. Amen? Isn't that what it says? Okay. Now, let's look again now at Hebrews 12, 2. start at 12.1. Therefore, since we have...
so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, has sat down at the right hand of God. So what has God said? The anointing is going to teach. I am going to spend time in the word. The Holy Spirit will give us understanding based where my walk is at. And Jesus is there. He's going to help mold you. He's going to help set you free. He's going to help keep you free because he's the author and the perfecter of the faith. Isn't that right? Okay. Now, when I see this and believe this, it gives me a different frame of mind. Now, one of the things is that the Indian says, what did he say? He said, depends on which one I feed. I find in my own personal life that when I take time in the morning, usually what's usually where your treasure is will be the first thing in the morning that will come up. Is it going to work? Is it the conflict that I had with the wife? Is it the kids? Is it the raise the boss didn't give me? Is it that I'm unhappy with the world? Are the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks? Or is it that I say this? I want to come before God this morning. And I want to hear him. Which one will be fed when I start my day out? Will I, will I feed my soul with what the world is like out there? Or will I feed my soul with God's word? Like it says in Psalm 119. Which one will, will I be fed with in the morning? Let me share what happens sometimes with me, and I'll try to make it personal because this is the way it happens with me, okay? In 1 John... Verse 5. And this is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceived, deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I found that in the morning when I first started out praying, and if I legitimately now 
spending time in God's Word, and I want to touch him. And yesterday, I didn't treat one of my employees right. I can't effectively touch God. And so the first thing that I must be involved in is, Father, forgive me. Now, I know that because of... Now, sometimes I just don't think of this right away, but when I'm reading in his word, something jumps out at me that convicted me that I was... My actions yesterday was not proper. And so when I do that, confess before God, and I ask God to help me, forgive me. And I know this, that if I am sincere in asking God for forgiveness... The word says he'll forgive me, won't it? And you know what? If I, I know this, that if I don't feel forgiven, I wonder if I had a legitimate repentance. And if I don't feel like it in my heart, you know what? I keep praying and I asking God to change me. Because you know what confession really is? It says... Father, I'm sorry for that. Change me. I ain't going to do it again. And help me. Okay? Now I notice this. That when I'm free, I totally feel different. I feel happy. I feel joyous. Because God has set me free. There's sometimes, and there's been numerous times lately, I wake up in the morning and I, I, I put the coffee on and, and I will, you know, spend some time, you know, with the Lord. I got nothing to repent of. And I say, man, that's fantastic. You do it okay, Dad. I got nothing to repent. I feel good. You know what? That's fantastic. That's the way we ought to feel. I feel good. I look back as yesterday, you know, and I can stand before God, a free man. You want to know something? When I am in this state, I notice this, that when I am praying, I'm praying according to God's will. I'm praying for myself in this way here. God changed me, for instance, to be a better servant. I notice when I'm a free man, I'm not praying for a new car. Or I ain't praying for more money. Or I ain't praying to change my wife. I'm praying to change me. Because when it's, you know what? If I'm praying to change me, I'm receiving the food and feeding my spiritual man. You know? The word of God is able to become, be inside of me. And I'm being satisfied. Because now I no longer have guilt. I'm a free person. And God's will for my life can be taken form. Christ be formed within me. Amen? Isn't that right? Now, I find this. Let me read. I know that um, I'm going to keep moving along, so stay with me, okay? I notice this, for instance. Paul. You read in Romans. Don't turn there, okay? In Romans 7, read it on your own, you'll see the conflict in Romans 7. 
that Paul has talked about. You can see it, you can feel it. It's like he himself has been walking through some conflict with himself. Okay? But I want you to know this. That he recognized the conflict, he recognized the weaknesses within himself, but he didn't stay there and have an oh my, oh me pity party. Immediately we get into Romans 8, and there's what? No condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You see what I'm saying? If we spend time and letting the Holy Spirit teach us, analyze where we're at, the promises of God's Word that we already studied before, the Holy Spirit will remind me of that. I can walk now. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Not only that, Paul... Paul was reminded of this. In 8.15, it says, I'm a son of God. You know what? When I'm feeling good in God, I feel like a son. I feel like I can call father, father. And there's something within me that's really excited because God has set me free. Amen? To the point that Paul says, you get so excited that you can say, I'm a father. And just the chapter before that, he had conflict. Brothers and sisters, like was brought before us today, we not have to walk in bondage. We not have to walk in chains. The only way I can walk in chains and bondage is if I'm feeding the wrong nature. If I'm feeding the nature, the new nature within me, I'm going to be a free, joyful man. If I feed the old nature... What'll I be? Just what came across today. The decision is yours. If it's only on Sunday morning, the new nature is being fed, the other six days, the devil has a field day. And he'll bring plenty of people into your direction to pour it into your heart. He'll bring people at work to pour it in. And you won't be able to resist. You know what? You read Ephesians 6 and it talks about the armor of God. You know, the armor of God is only effective if inside of you, you're in faith. If you've been feeding the new nature, the armor of God is very effective. But if you ain't been feeding the new nature within you, let me tell you something. The enemy knows the Bible better than you and I. And he knows how to get underneath that armor. And it's only effective if I'm feeding the new nature. It's fantastic to spend time in prayer for your pastor, for your kids, for your, your mates. But first thing I believe is this. Let God minister to you so that your prayers can be heard. Even in 1 Peter, it says, Husbands, live with your wife in an understanding way so that I can hear your prayers. For me to live with my wife in an understanding way, because God made them unique. They're great, but they can be a hindrance if I'm not walking in God. So the most important thing is that I am walking. When I say husband, it can be either way, okay? <laughs> Male or female. But, <laughs> but that is so important. First things.
And when you pray, you are not to be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and on the street corners in order to be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for you know for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray in this way. Now God didn't want you to just pray to our father. When we're spending part time in the first verses, I mean, first scriptures that I read with you, when I'm spending time in by myself with God in the morning on Wednesday morning, on Thursday morning, on Friday morning, by myself. And the message that God has brought here to this fellowship, for we people here, and I am meditating on that, and I am chewing on that, I am going to be able to say this. Our Father who is in heaven, who is speaking to us, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. You think, you know, when I think about that, about this, I don't picture Jesus and the Father fighting in heaven. Do you? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know what I see in the house? The word of God says in John, that Jesus says, if I know his word and I love him, and what amounts to is if I practice this in my own house, I'm going to have heaven in my house. You know what it says? You believe that? If it's not in your house and you're not adding to it, then pray, Lord, change me. If You've changed all the way, then God might ask you to pray for your wife to change or your husband to change or the kids to change when there's no change left in you. But if I keep praying and say, Lord, change me, I want to see heaven in my home. Okay? Is that what the word says? Is that possible, by the way? You believe that, right? Amen. Give us this day our daily bread. Like the Indian said, it all depends which one is fed. Is my daily bread coming only from television and all the negative things? Or from newspapers? Or do I rejoice in what God is doing amongst the saints? Am I spending time in God's word that my daily bread is coming from God. Now I notice as I look here, I, I see different reactions. You know, and if you've got to change, say, Lord, I want to change. 
but don't be in condemnation because you're going to change. I ain't bringing this over here to condemn anybody. I'm bringing this over here to share with you that if I eat the bread of Jesus Christ, that within me, Christ's nature will be formed. And you look at the scriptures, there's not misery in knowing Jesus. There's only misery when myself is coming forth the old nature within. Everyone here that's born again, God says, if you seek me with all your heart, you shall not be disappointed. Amen? Amen. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive others. If there's someone that has injured you, you know what, when you're hurt, you can't pray effectively. It's very difficult for you to believe the word. You know what, when you're examining yourself in the morning and you're praying, say, Lord, how am I doing? And says, you know something? Sam, whatever he did to you, you've taken that personally. I want you to let it go. Yeah, he was totally wrong. I want you to let it go. Here's why. Because what I have to give you is so much greater than what Sam done to you. Forgive our brothers and sisters. Forgive the company. Forgive the boss that didn't give you the raise. Because our greatest treasure is in Jesus Christ and knowing him. You know what? In my walking with business people, I have seen a lot of people that got money. And you know what? They're not happy. I have seen people that don't have much. But Jesus Christ is in their home. And that joy, that prosperity in their marriage, that that I see in their kids, they're worth millions. The world cannot buy what Jesus Christ can give you when he's formed in you. You can't buy the joy. People out there are going to college and they're giving themselves to studying. And that's, that's fantastic if God's using it. But if God doesn't use it, I tell something, you will end up being very disappointed in your career. But if God's a part of it, you will find everything he's talking about in here. Because when, we're in, when I am praying in the morning and the Holy Dead anointing is there and that Holy Spirit is there, I, if I'm going to be honest, I tell you something, I can't hold nothing against my brother or my sister or an unbeliever that's out there. Okay? And if you forgive men for their transgressions, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, then your Father will not forgive you your transgressions. Okay? Last scripture, Proverbs 2.
My wife thought of this one this morning. My son, if you will receive my sayings and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding, and if you cry for discernment and lift your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the righteous, and he's a shield to those who walk in integrity, guiding the path of justice, and he preserves the way of the godly ones. That's an awesome promise, isn't it, huh? Can I afford not to make time for God? Why is it, why is it, you ask yourself, that we're so busy out there that God does not have the biggest priority in our life? The words that came across today in chains, the Gary Buck. Carol brought it. God's already did it. We just need to be in God's word and his presence and know what really is rightly mine and walk in faith. And the love of God, when it came through Maria, came through in such a way, he says, children, I love you. I want to spend time with you. Let's feel this love in the secret place so that I am charged up by God himself. And you want to know something? I'll handle things a lot differently out there. I'm going to share something that happened to, to me, my wife. My wife, I didn't ask you to share it, if I can share it, but I'm going to share it, okay? Because... This is what I want to be like. I want to say, God, I want you to keep examining me, and I want to change. I see all the promises and everything in Scripture, but I'm not walking in everything yet. I'm not feeling all of that success yet. I'm not feeling everything I pray for. So, God, I want you to keep changing me so that I can be the vessel that you've created me for. That I can at the last days said, I've ran the race. You know what? That's the only thing that's going to count. All the stuff in the world is going to forget it. The only thing I'll take with me that's of any value is what I've got in God. Isn't that right? Yeah, let, me, let me tell you the experience that I had. I came home one, I think it was last week one day, and I walked in the house. And I seen the greatest joy in my wife. It was a little different kind of a joy. She had a smile on her face and she was so happy I came home. She says, honey, I love you. 
But there was something different the way she says it. said it. It's like there was a, a glory of God on her. I mean, it, I couldn't describe in the words what she looked like, what she felt like, but all I know it was good. You know, let us all have one purpose. Let Jesus be. And I know that she must have spent time before God because when my, my wife spends time before God, I really get blessed. Because, you know, it just overflows on me. But if we can be a people that will be fed by Jesus and the Holy Spirit will instruct us, we will be a people that... When I'm around others, it'll radiate. And I'll find such joy inside. And I believe this, that it's all in a decision. You can have sin today on your heart. But if you have decided, from now on, I'm going to eat God's food. The Holy Spirit will make sure that there are people around, if you can't hear him, to set you free. The word will set you free. And everything that God wants for you and I to mature into, the Holy Spirit will teach us and we will grow up. It's all in a decision. Just like it came across there this morning, God's already done it. He's already said, I will send you the Holy Spirit to help and to teach you. Amen? Ain't that exciting? Let's all stand. Now I'm going to, I just want, I want you to bow your head right now. Okay. Don't worry about football. It'll take care of itself. <laughs> but if, if, if you felt in this from the time worship started, if you felt that there is more in your life that you want, talk to God about it. Like I said, it's a, just a decision. And maybe the decision you might have to make is say, Lord, I need help of personal discipline in my life. Father, as we are waiting on you, the words that came across in worship, the words that came across in the prophetic sharings that were shared, God. Father, we pray for ourselves here as a body. We want to be a people, Lord God, in the secret place that are hearing from you, Lord Jesus. Father, teach us. Show me how to reorganize my schedule, Lord God, so, God, that I can spend time before you that I can be fed by you daily, that you can feed my spirit. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Thank you. You're dismissed.